Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is your host, Hayden Bow, and today on the podcast, we're lucky to have Jordan Noe, who is one of the newest additions to the hybrid team uh, as an athlete. Um, she is an elite-level powerlifter. She's getting coached by Steffi, uh, so you know she's in good hands. Uh, and she trains at the gym with us sometimes uh, when she's not working with Steffi remotely. She drove down for this one. It's an awesome episode. She talks about all of her experience in sport and how she got to uh, powerlifting. She was a high-level CrossFitter, and as many CrossFitters tend to do, they find weightlifting or powerlifting and end up switching over, and uh, she's got an awesome aptitude for the sport. So that's super exciting that she's focusing on that now. Uh, she's only done three meets, and she's already squatted mid-300s. She's already benched over 200, and she's deadlifted uh, in the mid-400s, which are all crazy numbers. She's only 123 pounds. Um, so it's, it's, she's someone that you're going to definitely want to keep an eye on, uh, over the next couple of years in this sport. Um, as always, don't forget to screenshot this episode, tag me, tag Jordan, tag hybrid unlimited, and you'll automatically be entered in a draw to potentially win some hybrid legacy brand apparel, which is the official apparel of the hybrid unlimited podcast, as well as hybrid performance method. While you're at it, go check us out on hybridstrengthcoach.com. We have programs, everything from general fitness with the hybrid body program to uh, specified programs like hybrid weightlifting, hybrid powerlifting, uh, hybrid WOD, which is our CrossFit program. And we have some cool ones coming out shortly as well. What's up, everyone? It's your favorite podcast producer, Nick Tricana, here to give you a word from our incredible sponsor over at Element. Listen, you're not getting enough electrolytes or salt in your diet. I see it, Steffi sees it, Hayden sees it, we all see it. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with no sugar, no artificial ingredients, and no BS. Everyone needs electrolytes, especially those on low-carb diets, practice intermittent fasting, are physically active, or sweat a lot. But don't just take my word for it, I mean the proof is in the pudding. U.S. Olympians, players in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and even our own special forces drink Element. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm the pinnacle of self-performance, but ever since Steffi turned me on to Element, I've seen vast improvements in my everyday training and recovery. You guys can try Element today with a totally risk-free, no-questions-asked refund policy. And you know what? Because we love y'all so much over here at Hybrid Unlimited, we're going to hook you up with a free sample pack of Element just for you. Each sample pack includes eight grab-and-go packets in a variety of different flavors. All you have to do is go to drinkelement.com slash hybrid. That's drinklmnt.com slash hybrid. Again, that's drinklmnt.com slash hybrid for your free sample pack of eight grab-and-go element packets. Stay salty, my friends. Now back to the podcast. Jordan, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Where'd you drive down from? Naples. Naples. How far is that? I'm such a mm, bad Floridian. It's like, takes me like an hour and 45 minutes, depending on traffic. Oh, man. Well, then extra thank you for making the drive. That's great. Um, so I, sort of what my goal of the podcast is, I want to, by the end of it, sort of have like a full athletic profile of you, because okay. I feel like you're sort of in the midst of coming out of nowhere as a power lifter. Um, and you're putting up these really big numbers. The first time I had ever seen you was at the Hybrid Showdown 4, and you were on the open day, mm-hmm. not the pro day, and I was, and I was confused because I was just like, this girl is like, could be a contender on the pro day. Um, so I want to, we'll get to that, but I also want to talk about the whole sort of how you got to that point. Okay. So uh, first, did, did you play sports growing up? Yes. So actually, I have a rodeo background. So I rode horses my entire life growing up and I rodeoed. So that's kind of. So what what is that like to the layman? Uh, My only experience with that is that I I was really obsessed with the show uh, Yellowstone for a while. Okay. So So you know how they like team rope? Like on there, they're like roping one of the ropes and then the other one. The cattle? Catch the hills. Yeah. Okay. So that's a rodeo event. But I. So I started rodeoing when I was like five. Did, and did you do that event? Uh, no, I didn't do that one. But I okay. did rope. But it would just break away right away as soon as I roped the, oh, okay. yeah, the calf. So I did that event. I also did goat tying. So I'd run down on my horse. There'd be like a goat staked out. I'd run down on my horse. I'd get off of him like while he was running. And I'd 
tie up the goat and put my hands up and that was time and wow. then i ran barrels and then what's that what's the last one you just said barrels so there's three barrels out in arena and there's two up the front and then one in the back and you'd run in on your horse it's like a clover leaf pattern okay so first oh, barrel second it. barrel third barrel wow and then home. <laughs> that's so unexpected i didn't yeah. think that that's how we were gonna start so how where did you do that and how did you get into that so i'm from new mexico it's like a pretty big thing there and my dad pro rodeoed so he got me into it and then actually when i was like probably like five to ten i also raced motocross wow. <laughs> so that's another sport that i did and then i played basketball too until i was like a freshman but in, yeah, so, in college or in high uh, school in high school yeah wow. so those are all my sports but yeah my dad pro rodeoed so he's the one that got me into like riding and isn't it pretty dangerous oh yeah i had so many horse wrecks so many. Did you have any serious been, like, uh, injuries from that? Drug around the arena, like no. yeah, I've had a partial torn rotator cuff. Partially one of the reasons why I don't go wide on bench. <laughs> wow. Oh, it still bothers you. Yeah. Did you have to do anything for that surgery? Mm, or? No, they said since it's like partial, like surgery would have pretty much just like been pointless. Well, have you ever messed around with uh, PRP or anything like mm -hmm. that? Uh, I've heard of that, but no. Yeah, I've had that a couple times on, on partial tears oh, really? that I had and made full recoveries from it. Mm -hmm went from like not being able to bring a barbell to my chest to hitting PRs again in like six weeks. Okay, so maybe I should look into that. I'll then. give you info if you need a guy. Oh. Yeah, there's a really good one down here named uh, Dr. Mal, oh, who's okay. actually, we had him on the podcast, so cool. he's he has this whole like special procedure that I'm not gonna try to explain, <laughs> um, but it's like novel to him. He invented this new way to like do it. Oh, and it's pretty cool. that's cool. Right. Um, but yeah, back to you. So, okay, after uh, high school, Mm -hmm. Did you have an any sort of athletic experience? So I had a full ride rodeo scholarship to Oklahoma Panhandle State, and I went there for a year, and I absolutely hated Oklahoma. So then I decided to go back home to New Mexico, and that's when my mom was doing CrossFit. Um, and then, so what, what didn't you like about Oklahoma? Why didn't I? What didn't you like? That's where Hunter's from. One of our uh, uh, yeah, Hunter. Yeah, our weightlifting um, coach. Oh everything <laughs> the weather was probably the worst thing and i just I've i was away from home like. and it's really flat there's nothing and it's windy every single day mm. wind chill in the winter so it's snowing and then the wind's blowing like 80 miles per hour so yeah uh, the weather oh was they get like real winter yeah oh i didn't yeah, know yeah it snows there and it gets i don't know why horrible. the name just made me feel like it's like a hot place or something like that. it gets hot too that's like the crazy thing about that place is like it gets really really hot and then the winters are just like horrid they're, yeah they're bad okay so then you you moved back new mexico moved back to new mexico yeah. and uh your mom was doing crossfit yeah so at that point i kind of like was like i'm not gonna really rodeo anymore i just kind of felt like burnt out i had done it my whole life mm-hmm so then she was doing CrossFit and she was like, you should try this. I was like, mm, I'm okay. I don't really feel like doing anything right now. Mm -hmm. And then she kept on me and then I finally tried it and then I was hooked. <laughs> and then you did that up until I, I saw you did your first powerlifting competition in 2018. 2018, like December. Yeah. 2018. And you squatted over 300 and deadlifted over 400. Yeah. That's yeah. So good. actually at my first powerlifting meet, I had only been benching for like a month before that meet. Mm -hmm. I was just doing CrossFit. And um, so at that meet, that pool, that crazy pool that I did, that was actually going for the junior world record. That, uh, that was, did that you, was uh, is that the one you posted the other day? <laughs> that where it took you like 15 seconds <laughs> to do the lift? That was, I don't remember. I think it was like, oof, I don't even remember. My pool prior to that, I had pulled like 403 or something. And then it was that one trying to be 407 or I don't know I don't remember wow that's pretty crazy that's uh I mean for for anyone listening we're talking that was in the 123 weight class, weight class yeah. right which is ridiculous and even um I saw your second meet you did a 160 kilo squat 353 mm -hmm. which just to put that into perspective I think the first time that Steffi ever broke the world record in sleeves uh at Reebok record breakers a number of years ago it was only uh, like 164 kilos. Oh, wow. So, I mean, there's been, there's like that phenomenon in sports where things that are considered to be impossible, like they yeah. are until one person does it and then like right. 10 people do it yeah. after. And that was sort of that situation, I think. As soon as she 
broke that record that had been standing for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was like, I think now, I think the record now is like 225 kilos or something crazy crazy. like that. But that was a, a, a big squat. And you actually totaled more at that second meet than you did at the showdown. Right? Yeah, well, that's because of my squat. Because you got in, hurt, injured, right? Yeah. But you did. You PR'd your bench in comp at least. Yeah. And deadlift. Mm-hmm. Both just PRs total. Like. Uh, well, in, before we get to that though, how did you how did you even get into powerlifting? Okay, so we were doing CrossFit, and my mom wanted to get stronger, um, and so she found us a strength coach. His name is Jordan Chavez. He owns a gym in New Mexico called Zia Strength, and so she found him, and he noticed that I was strong and he was like you need to do powerlifting and I was like well I'll try and that's whenever he signed me up for my first meet which is only like a month out of and prior to that was your only strength training experience doing CrossFit, CrossFit? yeah so you were doing like like we just freaking people out in the cross because that's pretty ridiculous yeah so Even I, at the highest level the girls are not pulling so when I first started CrossFit I weighed 90 pounds and I think like my the first three months in CrossFit, I clean and jerk like 135 at like 90 pounds. Wow. So I've always been you really have the strong. For it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so annoying. There's some guys who will <laughs> train their whole lives and never deadlift for. I pounds. really do believe though, like riding horses and all that has just helped my strength so much. My body awareness. Yeah. So oh, for sure. My, I mean, they, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but. One of the worst things I think you can do for a kid is is early specialization, putting them into specifically, you know, just powerlifting or just no, weightlifting. Sure. Yeah. You know, if you want to develop fully as an athlete, there's so many different factors of athleticism oh, yeah. that just 100%. aren't touched by weightlifting or powerlifting. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, to your point, I think probably that helped you a lot. Oh, yeah. And playing uh, basketball. And, yeah, and, it's just I would literally ride all day long and say I was belling hay or whatever there was just always you know that's sort of that farm boy strength term (laughs) cowgirl strength (laughs) yeah exactly um okay so you did your your first meet you've done three total right three Three. yeah the hybrid showdown was my third and then you did second one 2019 and then you took like july like a break for till 2022 yeah that was yeah covid kind of hit i had moved from Albuquerque, which is where I'm from, and I moved to Phoenix, and COVID happened, so I kind of just, there was, I wasn't about to do a meet with like a face mask and all that, so. Yeah, that's tough. That's powerlifters, well, you're not really a powerlifter, but powerlifters can barely breathe as is. You slap a face (laughs) mask on them, you might get them in trouble. Hey, I'm getting there. I did like a kind of CrossFit workout the other day, and I was like, wow, I am out of shape. When we uh, brought one of our new coaches on, Colleen Fosh, for oh, yeah. uh, the hybrid body program, she one of her benchmark workouts was a 2K row. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, you know, we all did it because we were like, all right, this is one that we can all do. You know, we don't have to like really push the pace. But I was the last one to go. So I knew what everyone else's time was. So and naturally, I was competitive. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, it was, I had the wad lung. <laughs> oh, you're probably coughing. Oh my like god, I could day. taste blood, and I swear, I, you know how it is, right? When, especially when you're not in like, there's a difference between doing cardio for for health, like walking and jogging, oh, yeah. and, and doing like cardio at like a performance made, like level, killing yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I haven't done cardio at a performance level in a very long time, so I went pretty much. I did it as fast as I could in like seven minutes and change. That's that's and, pretty good though. And I didn't feel, I felt near like the last couple minutes felt like pretty tough, but at no point was I like super uncomfortable until I got off then, the rower. Yeah, that's when you feel it. I think I laid on the ground for an hour, <laughs> honestly. Like, and every time I tried to get up, I was just like, nope, I'm going to vomit. I had to lie back down. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, to your, to your point again, that's just like, you know, you have to sort of specialize in order to yeah, you do. push it the most that okay. you want. And it's not like you can't do cardio at all. That's like a question that I get a ton. Yeah. Whenever I do uh, Q&As and stuff on Instagram, it's like, can oh, you yeah. do cardio and still get stronger? It's like, yeah, but the type of cardio matters. matters. The duration matters. Yeah. You gotta, you have to be careful. You can't be trying to be competitive in both, you know. I tried to Yeah, well, to I mean, both. to some success, but I think that yeah. and you can, you'll get much stronger. I've already seen so many strength gains from just doing like focusing on the three 
um, lifts for like the last since the meet. Yeah. And I've already seen some like huge improvements yeah, that's compared awesome. to my prior, you know, last few years doing CrossFit and powerlifting. Well, I saw your post. Now it's official. Yep. You're stepping away from CrossFit. You're going all in on powerlifting. And your first meet is when? I'm doing the Raw Championship in September. That That's the one that we had talked about before? Yeah, it used to be Kansas. called the Bucked Up Showdown? I think, yeah, that's what you had said. In Kansas. Kansas oh, City, uh, Missouri. And uh, is JP Price running that meet? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's right. We talked about that before. Uh, that's great. I'm sure that'll be a good meet because JP's awesome. I'm excited for it. You know, what are your goals for there? I just want a total over 1,000. That's a big milestone. That's, that's yeah. I, I, truly believe that it's possible so i'm excited yeah that i mean you've already done a dots over 500 which is pretty crazy i think that was, that was yeah you you fell just short of it in at the showdown but yeah. you were you got hurt in squats so. that's yeah that's still like oh, gets were, to me <laughs> were you dealing with an injury with that injury going into the showdown? No, so actually i was dealing with like back problems going into it so like my squat wasn't even i had i was pulling sumo for you know months prior just because conventional was really hurting me and so going into that meet squat was i didn't have any problems with it and then second attempt just my adductor popped i want it's weird right as soon as you start putting stress on different parts that you're not used to yeah it's like i think may, that was maybe probably because of pulling sumo yeah, so much overcompensating you know? for sure and that's one thing for me i i i like pulling sumo and I tried to do an entire training cycle that way but the way one it takes you a while to adapt obviously but two yeah. you know if I did it once or twice a week it would really affect my squat because like my hip mobility just you know yeah like I'm not the optimal body type for sumo so I would just have these crazy like pain down my my rec fem all okay. the time and it would bother me like sleeping so it was affecting my yeah, recovery so and stuff it's like not worth it. Every every change you make, it like affects yeah. something else, you know. So I, I mean, you see a lot of guys that do, they'll squat high bar because if they do low bar, it ends up affecting their bench too much, and it's like powerlifting such a Every, weird. Yeah, everything affects act. everything. But now you're feeling good. So I'm still not pulling sumo. I've kind of just stuck with conventional since that meet. I've tried pulling heavy sumo a few times. And it just still bothers my adductor. Oh, so. so your first two competitions were those both pulling sumo? Uh, first one was conventional. Second one was sumo. Second. And what'd you pull in the second one? 425. I pulled okay. more of this last, that hybrid. At conventional. conventional. And did you find that you're stronger in one than the other? Or is it kind of, you can go both? Right now I feel, I mean, they were pretty much the same, but right now I'm feel way more comfortable pulling conventional. I feel stronger off the floor. So. Yeah, I mean, you've probably put in a lot more hours pulling from that position too, just with CrossFit. Oh yeah, for I sure. I think that's definitely factor. just way more comfortable pulling conventional. conventional. Yeah. Do you have is like do you have the the body type mobility and everything for sumo? Because mm. like some people do it. Like when I do it, I, I look weird. You know, I can I can. I definitely. Do it, but yeah, I can do it, but I don't feel like my hip mobility is where it should be. I probably mm. could use some work. What what was um like the turning point for you, where you decided powerlifting was what you wanted to do, and what like kind of solidified that? So, for before hybrid, I had actually qualified for a CrossFit competition in um, Texas called the Fittest Experience, and I qualified pro division. So I was actually prepping for the meet and trying to get ready for that competition all in one, and my body was just not doing good doing both and so I finally was you know did the hybrid showdown and was like I'm good at this I think for a while I just wanted to stick with CrossFit because yeah I was you know I'm good at it and everything but it was very challenging for me still and powerlifting I feel like has come very natural and easy for me so I think I'm finally just like I'm gonna do what I'm good at for now until I can't anymore yeah and I mean, people like to say that powerlifting is monotonous and whatever, but being successful at something and being good at something and making improvements is fun ultimately, oh, right? Yeah. So it's like, to me, it almost doesn't matter what the task is. If it's something that I'm very good at, I'm oh, going to yeah, sure. get yeah. enjoyment out of it. 
Um, and I think Steffi's experience was the same way, right? I've told this story a million times, but like the first time we ever went into a gym and I convinced Steffi to do a training cycle of powerlifting with me, uh, literally the first day we're at the UM gym, she's pulling on a stiff bar, you know, with whatever plates they had there. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to show her how to do sumo deadlift. Um, and like, I wasn't, the, I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I don't have the greatest <laughs> proportions for sumo. I'm definitely better at conventional, but I'm showing her and she's like, oh, like this. And just like it. did it perfectly. Yeah. And then proceeded to work up and do 315, like her first time ever trying sumo. And I was like, one, that's so annoying. And, <laughs> but two, this is something you, you should definitely pursue and yeah. keep doing. So I think you're probably feeling that same thing. You know, I'm like looking back, you're in such a good position because, you know, you're in the 123 class. I think the first competition that uh, Steffi did, I think she did like a 145 or a 150 kilo squat. So like 330. Mm -hmm. Only like a 60 or 65 kilo bench, so like 135, 143. And um, I think she deadlifted 160 kilos, so 353, you know. And in your first meet around the same age, you're already doing over th like over three, you know, 200 yeah. something pound bench and 400 pound deadlift. Like you're yeah. off to a really, really good start. It's hard to, you can't really compare apples to apples because there's so many factors, but oh, that's. Yeah. Super promising. Yeah. What, do you have, do you have number goals uh, like in each lift for uh, the showdown? For this for this. Because I know you meet. said your total. Is, or sorry, not the showdown. Uh, um. Yeah. So next. I definitely. I mean, I'm still having a hard time. You know this, converting <laughs> pounds to kilos. So. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get to a point where you don't even have to do math. You just know what the color combinations equal yeah, in I'm both. Like, I don't know this is i'm so i talk to powerlifters and i'm like i did blah, blah blah pounds and they're like kilos i'm like i don't know <laughs> yeah so i definitely want to squat um over 350 and then i want to bench 225 plus and then deadlift definitely over 455 455 that's so. like 202 kilos that 200 kilo deadlift milestones I actually, I hit uh, 200 kilos oh, not yeah. too long ago. I pulled 440, so. Okay, oh, so it's like 205, what you're going for. Um, and Sorry, the 225 bench, that's a huge milestone. That's like a yeah. big mile, that's like, I remember in high school that being like the first <laughs> milestone for, for all the guys too. And then it became how many times can you bench yeah, 225? Yeah, how many can, can you hit it, yeah. Um, and then, um, oh, you just said over 350 in squat? Yeah, that's, I feel like, my squat is just kind of my weakness. You're still squatting high bar too, right? No, I, I've, You've I'm trying. Now. I'm trying to convert over to low bar, and it's been a process. It's still not, you know, like down there. It still looks like I'm doing high bar, but it definitely feels low to me. Mm. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of a transition. But I def, I mean, I hit 315 for three the other day, so definitely making progress yeah you will and as soon as that starts to feel normal to you you'll be able to load it really yeah, i quickly. feel like i'm still like is this right like mid squat <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's i mean when you've done something one way for so long yeah switching sure. to doing it the other way is never going to feel as good and that's okay. why i always tell anyone at the very least if you're going to try you know if you're switching from conventional to sumo deadlift or you're going to widen your grip and bench press or you're, you're going to make little any adjustment you should do a full training cycle of it to give it yeah. a fair shot because yeah. It's never gonna like you're just never gonna happen. It's just like if you th always throw with your right hand, and then all of a sudden you do one throw with yeah. your left hand, and you're like, "Oh, this sucks." It's like, yeah, you've never done that before, so of course. Do you used to it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of people though who's like you say it still looks like you're kind of squatting high bar, but your torso position might not actually change all that much, just depending on your proportions. You might yeah. still be very upright. I'm still pretty upright, but it definitely feels low bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's good. And I think you did the last time you were training with us, you did like uh 150, 330 kilo or 330 pound squat for we were doing like how many reps? Fours. Fours. Yeah. I mean, that puts you way higher than a yeah, a it's, 350. It's getting squat. better. So yeah. we just have to keep rolling with it. That's awesome. And then from there do you have plans for a uh, next meet? I'm definitely going to do the showdown. 
again nice. so on the pro day this year yeah oh yeah for sure actually funny story about the the pro day this from the last showdown is garrett actually had reached out to me and he was like hey like your numbers definitely qualify you for pro day like just reaching out to see if you'd want to do it and my mom had flown in all the way from albuquerque so and she wasn't gonna be able to stay for the next uh, day so i definitely would have done it but i wanted her to be able to uh, watch I didn't me know that. yeah so <laughs> yeah that i mean that's I mean, you can still win the pro day from the... Uh, yeah, that's what I had asked day. him. I was like, can I... Like, is it still possible? And he was like, yeah. Only downside is that if you do put up a really good total, then everybody else gets to see... Yeah, exactly. ...and calculate what they have to do to yeah. beat it. So it's a bit of a disadvantage to you. But at the same time, it, I mean, you got so much attention just being such a standout on that first day. It was fun. I it think was, it was pretty pretty good for it you. It was a lot of fun. That was, that was a fun meet. That was definitely the best that we've ever done that meet. So um, yeah, it was super fun. I, the whole setup is really showy and cool. So yeah, hopefully just even better next year. Um, yeah. So now that you're doing powerlifting, do you ever see yourself returning to CrossFit? Because I know a lot of people like when you start out with one thing, like I'm going to do this for X amount of time and go back. Like Steffi's doing that with boxing right now. Like she's fully into it. But I know she wants to, to eventually go back to, go back to powerlifting. I don't know what, in what capacity, but uh, yeah. So I've pretty much already made up in my mind that once I'm done with my powerlifting stuff, I plan on trying to make the games. So oh really? Oh yeah. That's always been like a huge goal of mine to make the games, and I do really like enjoy CrossFit. Yeah. Uh, for the time being, I don't want to put myself in that much pain. <laughs> it is a painful. So. Uh, yeah, so I, de I do definitely plan on going back to the CrossFit world. Yeah, I think being strong is never, it's like no. Mark Bell says, strength is never a weakness. Yeah, exactly. So. And I feel like I'm not going to, you know, when I go back to CrossFit, I'm just going to have to work on my endurance. And that's, I mean, strength is way harder to come up on than cardio. Yeah, oh, for, for sure. So. Because at least the way that I see it, I think strength, um, strength requires, especially at the high level, a lot of like fine tuning and figuring out the programming, yeah. you know, uh, there's so, should I be squatting high reps, you know, with lower weight yeah, and what's so the frequency that, that I have to do all these different things. Whereas I feel like you can get 90% of the way there to like high level cardio just through your willingness to suffer. Oh, right? for sure. It's just like, yeah. if, if I'm just going to be tough as nails and just go and run, for an hour and it's gonna suck and I just keep doing that and keep doing that oh, and keep doing mm -hmm. that, your yeah. cardio is gonna get pretty good. Yeah. You know? just, and it's like obviously like anything at the high level, you, the thing that's gonna separate the best people is you know, is like, you know, all the all the little things. The same as yeah. in strength, but sure. it's I think it's a it's a lot easier to get your cardio back to where it was than it is to like put fifty pounds on your back squat. Oh <laughs> yeah. So and like the thing that most people say too, it's like the best CrossFitters don't do CrossFit. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. So it's like they do training cycles where they focus on strength mm -hmm. or where they focus on, I mean, you know, your boyfriend is a really high level CrossFitter too, right? Yeah. So it's funny because right now uh, he's on his way, you know, to make the games and we've kind of already like put in place, like when I'm done with powerlifting, I'm going to go back to CrossFit. And when he's done with CrossFit, he wants to do powerlifting. Oh, yeah. So do you have FOMO watching him go through the, oh, the competition? No, <laughs> no? <laughs> no, I see him in pain every single day, dying on the floor. And I'm like, mm, no, You're like, yeah, I'm just going to go over here and do three <laughs> yep, squats. <bye>. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Didn't he, he came, came like first or second in one of the open workouts. I remember, right. Only Noah, like maybe. So, yeah. I don't really remember in the out. open, like all together, he did come in fifth. So, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. He he competes next weekend at the Granite Games. Hopefully, qualify for the games. He has to be top five. So how does that work now? You ha you'll have to be top five at the Granite Games to at go semifinals. So there's the Open, and then from the Open, which is like everyone in the world, they take yeah. top ten to quarterfinals, and then from quarterfinals, they you have to be top. I think it was like one forty in North America, and then all the other you know countries or whatever do their cut off and then they have the semifinals. So last weekend was the first one syndicate and then this weekend's the Mac and then next weekend's Granite Games. Every week there's like four weekends full of semifinals and then uh 
top five and I think in all the North American uh, semifinals make CrossFit games. I don't know about all the other countries or what they're doing. Okay. It's so hard to keep up with. I feel like the rules just change every year. It's changed so much. It's like not only you, – you just like – you either need to have like a manager that's figuring it out for you, or you yeah. have to be so dialed into that community and their the announcements. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like I mean, in weightlifting, I missed registration periods like half the time, knowing, <laughs> knowing like six months in advance when they're going to be. Like I, I can't even imagine with this. I I would just miss everything just out of forgetting to sign up. But um, how do you what do you think about all the changes in CrossFit over the last few years? It's been a crazy ride since the pandemic started. What's up, everyone? It's your favorite podcast producer, Nick Tricana, here to give you a word from our incredible sponsor over at Element. Because we love y'all so much over here at Hybrid Unlimited, we're going to hook you up with a free sample pack of Element just for you. Each sample pack includes eight grab-and-go packets in a variety of different flavors. All you have to do is go to drinkelement.com slash hybrid. That's drinklmnt.com slash hybrid. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, CrossFit is rough right now. I feel like they definitely need to get their uh, shit together. Yeah. I feel like they, you know, they've made huge changes and I've, they, I think they're probably trying to make things better, but they've kind of just been making a mess of things, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully we're on the up now. We'll see. Yeah, it's tough. I feel like even if the changes are better uh, overall, people don't like change because no. they have to learn How to, the yeah. new process and system and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's like anytime iPhone puts out a, an update or Instagram even if it's 10 times better, I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. like I Annoying. just figured out how to do the last thing and now I have to learn the new yeah. thing, you know, so it's, it's tough. You're they're, they're like, by doing it so frequently, I think it's creating an uphill battle for them. And honestly, like I told, was just telling Phil yesterday, CrossFitters are just always complaining about everything. Sorry yeah. if you're a CrossFitter watching this, <laughs> uh, but they just always, you know, everything can be perfect and they're still just complaining about something. So. Oh, trust me. <laughs> in powerlifting, it's no better. It's oh, like any, I mean, any sport really, but yeah. If it's, if, if you have a rogue bar, they wish it was a Texas bar. It's, yeah. It's if you just have a Texas like, bar, they wish it was the one that wasn't colored red. <laughs> like the, yeah. everything there's this, can, all the workouts though. Everyone has to like state their opinion and you know, this isn't, shouldn't be this or whatever. Just do the workout. Yeah. <laughs> Who's like the front runner right now? Yeah, for men and women. Uh, Tia, obviously. In, in the, yeah, Tia just won the, her semifinals, so she made the games. And then Jess Medeiros won the games last year, and he made the games already from his semifinals. So. Wow. Yeah, I saw it. Didn't Tia win every single event, too? Yeah. She was, like, losing that last one to Kara Webb, right? And then, I think, yeah, and she, of course, pulled, pulled Tia moves. Yeah. Wow, she's crazy. She's done. Dominant. Very dominant. Now she's done. She's gone to the Olympics for weightlifting, yeah. right? CrossFit Games champion a bunch of times, and also team. She did, uh, uh, she did the sled. Yeah, stuff. bobsled. Yeah, I've done that. It's. Oh really? It looks scary. I mean, it looks fun though. It, it is not fun, <laughs> at all, and it is scary. It's like uh, I I went to uh, the Canada camp that oh, okay. was hosted at Lake Placid because they were recruiting uh, strength athletes at the oh. time for it. And also athletes from like football and other yeah. sports. And I swear, you're only, I think you're, we did two runs a day. You're mm -hmm. allowed to do three maximum because of how like bad really? it is for you. Yeah. It looks like a smooth ride when you see it on TV. You're like just knocking around it's in there. It's so not smooth. And your head, yeah, your head is just, oh. you have a helmet on, but it's just banging off the sides of the thing. Like yeah. by the time you get to the bot, like I felt like a newborn child every time I got out of there, just like trying to figure out where You're I like, was. Where am I? <laughs> yeah, I thought I felt like I had a concussion every single time, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of guts to, to do that. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but if I had any idea... No, not again. Yeah. No, they asked, and they asked me if I wanted to come back. And I was, I was like, just going to mm, say, no, nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, that's good. I, no, check that off the bucket list. But it's like, I would rather go skydiving. I've always times. wanted to go skydiving. I'm pretty much, I'm an adrenaline junkie. So oh, okay. anything like that, I'm like. I like certain types of adrenaline, but I really don't like being that out of control. Like, what about like rides? Like, at, you know, like 
Yeah, I think of, of rides the same way that I think of um, like horror movies, where it's like, I just don't find it pleasant to to be <laughs> to be freaked out. Like like okay. the, any like jumpy horror movie, I'm like, like when if I walk around the corner and Caesar jumps out and goes ah, and I, go, I get startled, I'm not like thanks, that was awesome, right? I'm like God, that was annoying, right? <laughs> so it's like, why am I gonna watch movies that just the whole, I know it's just gonna do that fun. to me. Oh yeah, We're that's a different. Heart's beating. Okay, well, I definitely like rides. Like I can do amusement rides, park but... rides, and then I like horror movies. So yeah, well, you're the opposite <laughs> of me. But I mean, I can, like I'll watch horror movies, and I'll just. Are you like this? No, I just I'm I'm honestly like irritated. Like I'll watch it, and then that <laughs> just happens. Just because you know going, it's like coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I, this is exactly why I didn't want to watch this because it just made me jump. But then the I, like if. I appreciate roller coasters a little bit more because the effect it's like you know if you go over you go on a roller coaster and there's like five areas where it's like bad like you know, yeah yeah like worse than the others tough it's the first one i feel like is always like that terrible. first drop yeah oh, and that's I, the best no see <laughs> i like like i feel like your your nerves are a little dulled after that one so the first one terrible and then the ones after that Gets they're a little like a little bit and then but you you're like adjusted you have like a, okay. a baseline you know, yeah so you're like I, I can enjoy the next ones okay yeah it's just I, the first I one i don't that. like but so you don't like like your stomach being in like your chest like that feeling at all kind i mean <laughs> some like i i like it after the fact okay like you know the drop zone like the one that yeah. just goes straight up like when you're just waiting up there and you know it's gonna eventually drop and I'm just like, Ugh. like it just, that feeling I don't like <laughs> at all. And then the drop is like, you know, whatever. It's, I feel like there's like an endorphin rush after the drop though. Like you land yeah. and then you're just like, you're, everything's like heightened, you know? Like I feel like my pupils are like <laughs> bigger than my eyes. And then that part is like enjoyable That's, for me. Yeah, and then you want to do it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm fine to do it. I'm fine. Like I'll... I'll if everybody's like, let's go to whatever place, yeah. you know, what, amusement park, I'll be like, okay, sure. But I'm never going to be the person who's like, hey, you know, it'd be a great idea. Let's all go on, go ride roller coasters today. Yeah, I definitely would be like fast pass everything. <laughs> I do like, I do like the water parks though. Even no, the scary fun. slides in the water parks are like scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, those ones I like. Those are pretty fun. They just feel like, yeah, I don't know. More Different. Maybe it'll, Maybe you have a problem with like being out of control, like you're not the one yeah, in control. Maybe. Well, that was the point I was getting to with the skydiving thing, right? It's like when we did that, uh, that was with the the army, mm -hmm. and I had never wanted to do that in my life. I was like, I'll never go skydiving, and then we got the opportunity to do it with them, and I'm like, this is for sure my lowest chances of dying, because these, this is the army, right? Like these guys I mean, know what they're doing. <laughs> they, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think at least they they had all had over ten thousand jumps. Okay, so uh -huh. I'm like, if, if this is the one jump and that we fail then and, it was and meant I to die, be. yeah, like it was it was just my time, I guess. Um, so I I had a little bit of comfort just in knowing that it was with the army, um, and then, but as soon as I got to that little tiny plane when we were about to go up and I realized that like it's like the no turning back point I had essentially lost control at that point I was just like were you freaking out yeah a little bit inside and then also it, the first time you do it you can't just do it on your own yeah you there go with the guy with you right so it's so super emasculating and like <laughs> and it's a weird experience because so first of all just to paint a picture of these guys that they're the golden knights so they're basically like if you've seen Captain America okay you know when they send uh who's the actor uh, I don't know his name. I forget his oh, name, but I'm whatever. Good, good-looking dude yeah. who's basically supposed to just go like boost morale. He's like the Ken doll they send send yeah. around. You know, even though he's like a superhero, that's just like his role at the beginning. It's just like a team of these people, <laughs> just really good-looking, charismatic, like quick-witted people. They're all cracking jokes and like like no big deal. Yeah. So they're trying to make you feel comfortable. I'm basically strapped on the front of of this Ken doll guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to waddle out to the front of the plane 
and they open the like the sl- it's like it, a sliding door isn't it yeah it's insane if you've never been on a plane and the i hope you're never on a plane in any other circumstance <laughs> where the door opens but like that like is the- such a surreal feeling you're just you're in a plane and then all of a sudden like the, you're like, just yeah. like wow like it's real all of a sudden and uh they waddle you to the front and then of course you count down from three but they go on two. Oh, no counting just go oh <laughs> it was brutal well they they go on two because they don't want you trying to grab so what if you're like three. no i don't want to do it do they or do, you can you, you can not do it but oh, it's just like yeah. might as well you're you can't there. be that person yeah. like to come that far and to wimp out yeah but man when i jumped out of that plane i made a sound that I have never I had never made prior and will hopefully never make again in my life and unless you go skydiving again. yeah maybe but <laughs> honestly that was bucket list I was just like okay that's check well it actually wasn't on my bucket list but now I've added it and okay. checked it off yeah. and Def- I'm, I'm that's good. definitely on my bucket list yeah well sure. hey if you get an opportunity to do it with them it's cool they if every once in a while you should probably just shoot their their Instagram page will show you the, mm-hmm. they do these things they're basically PR things so they just take a bunch of people from different things. The one we went to was like uh, an influencer oh, kind of cool. thing. Um, so there was like musicians oh, and that's cool. whatever. And a bunch of different, and yeah. They, they have like a camera in your face the whole time because they're trying to be like, you know, it's PR for the army. Yeah. But it uh, it was a cool experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff. Bungee jumping, no thanks. I wouldn't go bungee jumping though. That's one thing I wouldn't do. That one just seems like there's way too many fail videos of it. I just like remember Joe Dirt. <laughs> Yo, and that's no. a great movie. <laughs> Good reference. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, just, I don't know. You see ones where like they jump and then they come back and they smack their head on the bottom <gasps> or, of a bridge. Yeah, or just like, or, like their leg gets tangled. Like, Have you seen that one? Those no. ones? No. People like break their legs and when their legs yeah, there's no. just too much room yeah. for error. Never I've never and hopefully never see a skydiving fail video because I'm sure they're out there, so just don't Google it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. But I feel like there's a lot less of them than bungee jumping. Yeah. Cause you can also just go to a third world country and not sign a waiver and walk out onto a bridge and bungee jump and you're like, is that like are you doing safety checks over here? I don't think they're doing it like they <laughs> they do in America. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I'll stick to squatting. For, for sure. my the safe stuff. For now. Or riding motorcycles. I like that. Okay, so that's another thing. Cars. I will never ride. I, I would probably, of course, I raced dirt bikes when I was younger, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't get on the back of a bike with somebody. Like, I would not no? trust my life in someone else's hands, which I'll ride, like, rides and stuff, but. It is a lot of trust. I just feel like, unless, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, at least with a ride, with a ride it's fixed, right? Like, yeah. it can See, only like, go one way. One little, like, I don't know, can you're jack the, you up. And someone who you're riding with could have the best intentions, but you're also, you're putting your life in the hands of yeah. their decision-making, their reflexes. Like, yep. it can be something as simple as, like, a truck blows a tire and there's exactly. a piece of tire on the road, yeah. you know? I've had a few close calls being riding in Miami. I've luckily oh. never had like a, a full on accident, but it's uh, and people drive crazy here. So yeah, I, it's a it's a double edged sword though because it is so convenient to have a motorcycle in Miami. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, like if I have to go down to South Beach, and I know it's going to be an absolute zoo, which it always is. I take you the motorcycle. And you just they made lane splitting legal here now, so you're allowed okay. to actually do it. Everyone just did it, so I think they were like, we might as well. Might as well, Florida. Um, but yeah, because the traffic's so bad, it, it'll make like a, a, a you know, twenty-minute drive, yeah. an hour long, if you if you can't do that. So yeah. I feel like it's a cheat code here. I like it. What um, are you lifting here at the gym after? Or are you going back? Uh, Thursdays, I is like my. Oh, that's your off day, yeah, right? My rest day. Thank okay. God. What are your plans for the rest of the day? Um, just maybe I'll get some night owl cookies. Those are like my favorite cookies ever. Is that like insomnia cookies? Mm, way better. You've never had night owl cookies? I can't tell. Well, my my uh, like dirty food pleasure is Fireman Derek's. Okay, that's my other favorite place. That's like my favorite dessert ever. Do you have so, that up where you're at? No, we don't even we don't have crumble. There's nothing. Well, I don't even know crumble. What's that? Man, you're missing out. Just go to, <laughs> just go to crumble tonight. 
<laughs> there's one here? Yeah, there's a lot oh, okay. of them. Well, I'm in fat camp. I don't know if you but saw don't that. Go, yeah, if I've seen so fat camp. So I'm trying to behave. <laughs> <laughs> but Night Owl Cookies is better than Crumble, for sure. Night Owl better than Crumble. Where does Fireman Derek's fit into that? Oh, number one. I hope everyone listening is writing this down because Fireman Derek's it's a lot of good info best. here. <laughs> and they have you had their ice cream? Oh, yeah. Their ice cream is the best ice cream I've ever and had. And their, their whole milk. The whole milk, like if if you oh, you have to do the whole milk with a piece of their pie, otherwise. Have you had the Oreo pie? I've had every single thing. (laughs) Okay. Many times we there used to be days where, uh, I'd have people over and just order one of everything, and so everyone would just like sample the whole thing. Caesar remembers those days. That's a party for sure. Yeah. I could get away with it because I was training really hard. <laughs> well, what about you? Are you going to do any like powerlifting meets or anything? Yeah, I think so eventually. Right now, um, I, I was really missing doing um, the the basically the hybrid performance program that was the thing we started the whole business with, which is training powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, and I bodybuilding. I think that's the one I had told you I had priorly yeah, trained on. Yeah, exactly. So um, I wanted to get back to that a little bit, so I started doing weightlifting again. I saw your yeah. Instagram. So it's good, honestly. Um, I'm at a weird stage with it now just because of how um, my mobility has changed from doing just powerlifting for a while. Yeah, that's one thing I'm a little bit worried about. But, but it, honestly, it's as simple uh, as doing something once a week. And it doesn't have yeah. to be taxing. It just has to be some sort of load under... Going through those ranges of motion, and I think you know, doing, you know, if you're doing strict press, and you're doing it like a weightlifter, and you're going through full range of motion, putting your head Still, through, yeah, you know, you'll keep that. If you do, you can do some super light squat for or a snatch for recovery. Yeah, you know, you do like forty kilo snatch for just I, a couple reps. I uh, cleaned loose. not too long ago, just for like the heck of it, and. um I wanted to just like work, work up to heavy single and Phil was like don't go over 215 and I was like okay yeah and I hit 235 and I wanted to go more <laughs> and he was like no don't go heavier and I was like dang it like <laughs> why I really really want to clean 300 pounds yeah well I mean honestly I think the right thing to do is do a bunch of powerlifting get super strong yeah that's, yeah, that's like my goal right Your now I'm like I just want to get really strong be able to pull a lot of weight off the ground and load it up one day and well, yeah give your it technique a go. is good and it's like riding a bike honestly that's, that's what yeah. i'm seeing more than ever now it's like i hadn't done snatch in years and i did i did 125 kilos to 75 a lot of like cross good crossfitters can't snatch that yeah. for me that like i was saying just because my mobility is different now it actually feels easier the heavier i go like oh, when I, wow. i'll do like 50 kilos it's like 50 percent chance i'll miss <laughs> just because i'm load, not warmed up enough in it add like, more you know i'm tight yeah but that that one that i posted at 125 kilos was literally the easiest feeling one of all of them that's because like after you know after training powerlifting for so long and you know going in meets and you know deadlifting 300 kilos to have 125 kilos on the bar it's like yeah I'm never not going to be able to pull it high enough, you know? It's exactly. like it's like air. Yeah. It's yeah. just like whether or not you can time it right. Per, yeah, and, and the snatch is have, so technical, one little thing. Yeah, it really is. So, but it's fun. I missed it. So, I'm going to do I'm doing that. Um, I like to eventually do a mock meet, like a mock okay. super total. Yeah. And see where that's at cuz when we started the hybrid performance program years ago, like 7 years ago, our sort of test for it was Steffi and I both signed up uh, for a super total competition. Mm-hmm. And a lot of super total meets now, they kind of cheat it. They do it across two days. So first day I'll be weightlifting, second day I'll oh, be really? powerlifting. But this one was not that. This one was a sanctioned weightlifting meet and a powerlifting meet all in one day. That'd be fun. I, I would be. It was. And like we both won, yeah. actually. Which was, so it was a proof, proof, the proof of concept was there. <laughs> We're like, okay, this is awesome. Um, but yeah, I was like, so like my nervous system was so fried for like a week. It's you don't realize. I mean, you've done a powerlifting meet. You know how it's like. You go to try to deadlift anything the next day. It feels stapled to the ground. But doing it just like a weightlifting meet before that, even though it's the lighter lifts, still was, taxing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I've, I mean, 
definitely I feel like my CrossFit has helped me in like my meets that I have done because by the time I like get to deadlift I'm still I still have some gas left in the tank yeah and there's and it's some. there's something to be said about being super warmed up too like I've been messing around with doing a pause squat before deadlift mm. recently oh, yeah, and I think I saw that. that was it's actually helped a lot because it's like I, I can go up to the bar and instead of it taking you know even if you do a good warm-up without the barbell I still feel like I have to get up to like four plates before it starts feeling kind of yeah. like a good rhythm um, but doing it with the squat first I go to it and I feel like I'm the one the bar feels good I already yeah. feel like I'm really warmed up so that that's nice and it it helped me gauge better what my top set could be at a certain RPE because I was already warmed up. I wasn't like, well, maybe going from four plates to five plates will feel better because I'm more warmed up now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So um, that was good. But And I'd, I'd like to do another powerlifting meet and hopefully um, PR my total there. I always said that I would stop powerlifting uh, competitively at age 30, and I'm about to turn 30 in June. So it might be my last what? year, or I might just be lying to myself. Nah. I don't know. Um but yeah, it's I've done it for a long, a long time now. So maybe taking this break from it will like get me re-inspired and stuff. Yeah. And I do I love the sport. It's just a lot to, um, you know, do a full powerlifting prep, and you're you know, and if you're doing it with the intention of lifting the most without any other distractions, you're you're getting to the the to be on stage at the powerlifting competition. You're in your worst what I call human shape, right? Yeah. You're very, very good at doing, going up and down with the barbell, right? But it's like you walk up a flight of stairs and you're like, whoo. Winded. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough, you know? Or it's like you get to that stage, you're so specialized, like you're reaching for a glass out of the cupboard and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh no, am I injured? <laughs> you know, just, just like. Just move the wrong way. Yeah, it's, you're like, you're very strong, but also. Very fragile <laughs> at the same time so um yeah but I, you know i think like i said i'll do a super total um if we could find a competition that'd be cool yeah um but if not just to do a mock meet would be fun um yeah. and then also yeah maybe another powerlifting meet if i yeah. feel inspired Holy lifting i definitely miss it a lot did you compete in that as well um no, but I just, that's what I really enjoyed about CrossFit and gymnastics. But I just love clean. Cleaning is like my favorite lift, like to the, to this day. Would you ever do a power, uh, weightlifting meet? No, it's too boring. <laughs> it's tough, right? It's honestly, it's, it's one of those sports that's so fun to do. Like it, it props to them. Like they're freaking amazing athletes and it's awesome. I enjoy like all only lifting so much, but mm -hmm. it's like dead silent and like compared to powerlifting yeah. meets like they're hype they have so many un like, like little unwritten rules so it's like don't if you put your foot on the bar you know everyone's like mad at you <laughs> if you like step over the bar it's super disrespectful you know yeah, it's, it's just i don't know they are very very particular and very um old school yeah like they made you know the rule they made you know do you remember john north mm -hmm. who that is maybe before your time in the sport, but he was he was sort of the guy that really popularized weightlifting in uh, America. Okay. Um, him and he lifted out of Cal Strength when Cal Strength was very popular mm -hmm. on uh, yeah. on YouTube. They had guys like Donnie Shankle and Spencer Mormon and Kevin Cornell. Like they were kind of like this team that everybody watched. John was one of them and he was just a crazy guy, but he made it really interesting. And USAW actually made a rule um, because of him where you're no longer allowed to spike the bar. So his whole, his little like slogan used to be uh, slam bars, kill PRs. Okay, yeah. So after he would, he would do these really aggressive bar like slams. Like he'd make slam a left it. slam yeah. it. And it made all the, the old guys in weightlifting mad, I guess. Because <laughs> it's like disrespectful kind of thing. I guess or maybe that's like, what I've heard well half those guys look like they're napping in their judges seat so maybe <laughs> it was just interrupting their naps I don't know but um yeah they made it so you they they changed the rule so you can't accelerate the bar so you could just drop it 
Yeah, but well, you have, can't, your like, hand has to be on it until oh, it passes like your shoulders. It down, kind of thing. Not so much, not like all the way down, but uh, you can't release it until it passes your shoulders. I think is the rule, and, mm-hmm. and you also can't increase its speed. So you have to let it fall at the, like the rate of gravity, which is like obviously there's gray area there, but they're yeah, just probably, like or like, what yeah. you'll get like red lighted. Yeah. Oh wow. He got red lighted for it oh, after the fact. That sucks. Yeah. Um, which is kind of weird. They basically, I think a lot of the old heads at the time just didn't like John North. Because so he was good. <laughs> he, he was good. Um, and he was just very counterculture to the whole thing. You know, he was like, you know how you said the powerlifting meets are, they're hype and crazy. Yeah. And no one cares. Like, it's, you know, there's no rules really. Yeah. I mean, in the meet, of course, yeah. But like... Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, music is playing the whole time and you've got the commentators are trying to hype people up. It's, it's not like the quiet golf clapping environment. That's Um, what I, I really, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That's how, so actually when I, when I went to powerlifting, it was because I was getting injured in weightlifting. Mm -hmm. Um, and I figured that I just needed to get stronger. And then when I did my first powerlifting meet, I just like fell in love with the whole environment of it and yeah, just ended up cool. staying in it because it it is obviously like you said the environment is cool and like on the stage with the crowd going crazy and you know no it's not quiet it's oh. loud music it's it take attracts a different type of personality for sure um but also it's so inclusive you know i remember going to my first powerlifting meet and like i had no idea what i was doing i didn't even have a coach it was just me and my my buddy who had convinced me to do it and uh you know, everyone's like, okay, you, this is what you have to do. This is how you put in your attempts. You know, this is what you, like, you know, I was a complete noob. And, um, yeah, it was, I was just like, wow, this is, this is cool. Cause you go to a weightlifting meet and every, it just feels like everyone's hoping you miss. Whereas, <laughs> it's just like, and I, I don't know if it's because of that element of uncertainty. Like, like, are they going to hit it? Yeah. Like with snatch, right. It's, it's yeah. like. You, someone might miss their opener three times because snatch is just such a particular Hit or miss, specific, yeah. or, uh, precise lift. But if somebody misses their squat opener, like they've either made a really bad attempt selection or something weird happened. Yeah, but it's like sure. the hoping they miss part, I feel like is just there less. Unless it's getting <laughs> it's true. really yeah. competitive at the end. Yeah. Um, and then, and also in Canada where I yeah. grew up doing weightlifting, it's all the provinces are very um like clicky oh really so it's like ontario doesn't like quebec and i think nobody likes quebec but (laughs) and like you know bc has their own little group and they're it's very it's like if i hear everyone is the most concerned about making a national team and representing the states yeah whereas in canada it's very much representing the the province except for the people at the the highest level but it's like you know there's just everyone's there's like stereotypes for all the different lifters like the ones from bc it's like farm boy lifters you know everyone everyone likes to say that all the people from quebec take drugs (laughs) (laughs) the ones from ontario are stuck up there's like a thing for everyone um oh there's one thing i did want to touch on before i let you go and that was i saw you made a post the other day of all the negative things that people commented on i think was it specifically your deadlift at the showdown or so uh i have kind of i have like over a hundred thousand followers on tiktok so Mm -hmm. sometimes when i post i just literally post me lifting on there and i will get you know hate comments not really on instagram so much but sometimes on instagram it just depends um but it was yeah the deadlift and well tiktok is like that that one reminds me that platform reminds me of youtube in some ways where it's like if if a piece piece of niche content you know like women's strength sports makes it out to the general public oh yeah it goes outside of the niche then it's like buckle up you're gonna get some crazy stuff yeah um but i imagine that that kind of experience must be fairly new to you being that you're you know you're competing at a very high level now um, you're doing things that emasculate some men. Um, has that been something that's difficult for you to deal with? And wh- what's your experience been with that? No, I feel like I 
definitely know who I am and I the comments negative ne- negative comments don't bother me at all because there's so many positive ones mm-hmm. so they those definitely overlook like all the negativity if anything it just motivates me to be stronger than all the boys <laughs> that yeah. comment <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean you're well on your way <laughs> and you know it's never um it's never it was it's almost always guys oh or, yeah and you know what actually what other group is pretty terrible with it is um latin american women over the age of 50 okay yeah there's been like <laughs> some that's true because there's terrible. been some that comment on my tiktok of course and yeah that was nice something things. that uh i noticed a lot um, we used to sponsor a, a bunch of CrossFit athletes, mm-hmm. but girls, you know, and they're all pretty, none of them looked masculine at all. Yeah. Um, and whenever, you know, cause you can target the post to different audiences. So we'd have, you know, like Canada, okay. South yeah. America, like all the different, whatever. Oh my God. When it, when it hit South America, it was just all these really terrible comments from like 50 year old women. I'm like, man, like what if the, like you guys probably have daughters that's terrible they just think you should look a certain way yeah i mean not lift weights but then you go to their profile and you're like yeah "Yeah, i don't know if you should be saying things (laughs) about appearance (laughs) um but yeah um i think that's good that it doesn't affect you i think it's it might be a personality thing but i think some people yeah it it definitely i feel like i do see a bunch of I definitely don't consider myself an influencer by any means, but I do see a lot of influencers post on social media and they're crying or they're really upset about the things that people, strangers tell them. And I just feel like they don't know you. Like, why should you care what someone is saying? They don't know you, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You're never going to get a well-adjusted, confident man saying those things. Yeah, exactly. I mean... I can admit to being guilty of the mindset uh, when I was younger, when I first started weightlifting, uh, Olympic weightlifting, and I would see, um, you know, some of the best women in the world clean and jerking 170 kilos or whatever it was. And I'd be like, yeah, but that's because they take drugs or because of X, Y, Z, you know, and and, uh, it's just way easier to say that than it is to be like, they're just so much better than me. Well, and most of the time they don't like themselves, so they're just trying to put other people down to make sure. themselves feel better about, sure. you know. For sure. Well, I, I, at least speaking for myself, that came from a place of that making me feel insecure. Right? Yeah. I wasn't angry about it or anything. I wasn't like, yeah, no. I never commented on anyone's <laughs> thing. <laughs> but I would just, it's just something I would tell myself yeah. so that I felt good, you know, yeah. until Another, I got older and I was just like, ah. Yeah. I was just weak back then. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're strong. Uh, Another thing, a comment that I always get is, oh, those are fake weights. Fake weights. That's a weird one. Dude, you think there's a whole gym of people applauding me for using fake weights? Like, they're just helping me load on these fake weights. Yeah, everybody's everybody's in on the... Play. (laughs) And also, it's like, you, you compete. Yeah. So you can't just go lift fake weights in training and then go on the platform and what lift two hundred pounds less. Yeah. It's like it doesn't make any but sense. Those people are so far outside of our demographic that they just oh for sure. You, it's not even worth addressing and it's, to it's them. It's funny too because like I'll get these comments about like oh you're not that strong or oh blah 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 or I know this girl can lift more than you and I'm like yeah you're right I'm not that strong I'm trying to get way stronger so. <laughs> And they also don't know a girl, probably, who can do that. Or they're, they're mis, misinformed or whatever it is. But I do like, I liked when you posted the comments because it's like people, some of those platforms, like Instagram is not anonymous. TikTok, you can find those people. It's like they should be held accountable to some regard, right? Like there's oh, for sure, yeah. Free speech is, is something, right? Like sure, have free speech, but also you're not free of the consequences of what you yeah. say and you know if you're saying things intentionally to hurt people like yeah hold them accountable i actually did this is kind of unrelated but along the same topic did you see the stuff on tiktok where the guy was littering in the ocean here in miami Mm-mm. so he's on this boat someone ratted him out for littering so he made it this mission to just keep littering so he's drinking beers on his boat 
ch and just chucking him into the ocean uh -huh. and took like all these videos of him doing it just littering and it pissed people off and then some guy who worked for the city who was on TikTok was like <clears throat> something about like you know you play stupid games win stupid prizes i want to give this guy his prize so TikTok, do your thing and find the find uh find him find him yeah. which and, normally always happens yeah and uh they did and he was just ended up getting like totally harassed and probably oh, yeah. fined I, oh, I imagine yeah because there's proof of him doing it but um yeah that's that's, that's cool. a, a, a i guess an example of people sure. being held accountable yeah. you know when they're trying to yeah. you have to be more aware just, of the things that you're posting or doing on social sure. media <laughs> well it's it's easy i think for people to Get separate themselves especially when someone has like a ton of followers right you go from being a human being to them to being like a um like an, a piece of entertainment like the way that people True. look at yeah. celebrities right <clears throat> when some someone writes something about johnny depp <laughs> in a comment or whatever they're not gonna, they're not thinking like oh johnny depp is going to see this and it might bother him right no. they're just like this is my opinion on this piece of entertainment as if it was like yeah. a sports game or they're not people whatever. anymore they're yeah, just, yeah. it's become I don't know, things for people's entertainment. No, it's not it's right, but true. I think that's what people do. And then there's the, just that disconnect. And the same time too, like when I'm posting my videos or whatever, I do expect most of the time to get, you know, negative comments. So it's nothing that I'm like, oh, never happened to me or whatever. Like I'm expecting for it to happen. Yeah, so. that's good. It's good. Well, I'm glad that uh, it's a mature take on it. And I think it's tough for a lot of people. Oh, so. it is 100%. Um, yeah. yeah. I, how long How long we gone? I think we're doing good on time. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Jordan, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having um, me. I was super excited. To everybody who's listen, listening, I really wanted to get Jordan on because I promise you in the next few years, you're going to see her do some crazy things. So... Um, yeah, let it be known that you heard it here first. She's going to be the next thing in powerlifting. So follow along. Uh, where can they find you on social media? At Jordy Noe, N-O-E-E-E. -E -E. Okay. So on, that's on both, all platforms. On, on all, all platforms. platforms. Okay, cool. Jordy Noe. Awesome. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Thank you.